Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveys and today I am here with Lisa Talbot. Hi Lisa, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Yes, I'm good. I've got a large glass of red. Are you drinking with me today? No, do you know what? I'm not because I've just had my tea. So I'm kind of not there with it yet. Sorry, but I'm going to watch you drink. That is a huge glass of wine, Denise. You know, well, <laughs> yesterday my car got broken into, so I promised myself after work that I would have a massive glass because I'd stress myself out. And then somebody said to me when I was in a clubhouse at like 10 o'clock at night, how was your glass of wine today? And I was like, shit, I forgot. I, I promised myself. <laughs> So I said to myself all day, say, definitely having a glass of wine, definitely And then I thought, I've got the podcast, so I'm allowed to have a glass of wine, so perfect. So it was like a glass and a half, and I thought, I'll just shove it all into one glass. I think you've got last night's measure in there as well as tonight's. <laughs> I have, and I'll be happy about it later. So, Lisa, what's your business called, and what do you do? So, I am a personal stylist. Um, and my business is literally my name, um, Lisa Talbot, personal stylist. So the business has run for 13 years now. Um, and I literally do lots of things to do with style and fashion, but I specialize in helping women age really mainly between 35 and 55, have a wardrobe that they absolutely love. So, you know, the, the morning that you can wake up, open up your wardrobe and think, right, I'm going to wear A, B, C, D because I love all of it. And then the next day you can do the same, but know that you're going to wear maybe a different selection, but love it just as much. And it's always based on someone's personality, someone's lifestyle, because there is no point in having a wardrobe, for example, of beautiful um, kind of more formal clothes, and you are a much more of a casual lifestyle. So the, the wardrobe has to reflect your lifestyle. It can integrate lots of colors in there. And then it also can work very much with your body shape. So from a body shape point of view, there's definitely the hints and tips of what style suits you better. But then there's also the days that you break the rules because you know what, you might be walking the dog or you might be doing something. I don't know, you might even be sat in front of the telly and you don't really want anything clingy or do you know what I mean? So, so we have a yeah, 100% works for us. Um, I also have an amazing platform called the online wardrobe, which came about through lockdown. Um, and it's a little platform that is also a little mobile app on your phone. And you can basically upload lots of all your wardrobe into what we call the closet. And then I can go in though and create all these amazing outfits using your own wardrobe. And I can also go shopping with you and pop things into what we call the finds. So I can actually go online shopping for clients with them over Zoom, or I can actually just go and select them themselves. So everything that is related to fashion and style, um, and I'm also so proud of this, I am the curator and the creator of the fashion pods, which we all install into shopping centres and we put mannequins I've heard you there. talk about these before, so tell me exactly what these are. Oh, they are so exciting so they're, they're very much like a glass hexagonal box basically um and it's just you know it's probably about eight feet tall um and inside we put mannequins that are dressed by me from the retailers within the shopping centers and then i have an amazing couple of florists that i work with that actually dress the pod so they might put in a beautiful artificial color tree they might put in um, autumn 
features and leaves, everything like that. So the, the aim of it is for shoppers to look at an outfit and think, where is that from? Oh, actually, it's from, I don't know, H&M. Well, I would never have gone in there. So it's a way of driving traffic into the shops. And really, from my perspective, to be able to show customers that actually every shop has something lovely. But you, you might not buy your whole wardrobe from there. But actually, do you know what? Have a look at it and see what we've got and, and come in and browse because that's what it's all about. Yeah, I love, I look, I, I, when I'm trying to kind of de-stress and, and chill out at the end of the night, I like to lie in the bath and watch like Facebook videos. And Trini from Trini and Susanna is on there quite a lot. And she like astounds me with some of the things that she picks out of the wardrobe and tries on because they're, they're from like H&M and, and Zara and places. And I go, like, I've never seen anything like that in any of those shops before. I think when you've got an eye you can see the pieces that work within your wardrobe, can't you? And I, like, I've spoken to you about this before, that I go for dresses because I'm lazy and I never find, even though I have actually got a, a shirt on today, but I never, I really struggle with finding tops to go with bottoms. So when my friends say, you know, we're going out for the night and they're like, oh, I'm going to wear jeans and a, and a dressy top, I'm like, I'm wearing a dress. And they're like, really? It's like, are you going to get dressed up? I'm like, I'm not getting dressed up. I'm just like that's what I have to do because I can never find things that make me feel dressed up and do you know what's really interesting where you say that I never find anything and do you know what a lot of it is whether you shop online or you shop in a store there is one thing that the majority of people lack and it's time that's all it is so you think I spend my life and since the shops have reopened I am back in the shops I'm looking at what they've got, what they're styling, what their colours are like, what goes with what, how can I create an outfit from, I don't know, using River Island and maybe phase eight, or how can I build it? I have the luxury of time because that's my job, to wander around the high street, wander around having a look, going online, looking through that, all that type of thing. So it's never about um, ladies and gentlemen not knowing necessarily what to put with it it's having the time to go and physically find it. And that's the difference, you know, and lots of people will say, I don't ever shop in here or I don't ever shop in there. And I was with a client today and she said she was an older lady and she was going out tonight to meet her six friends that she hasn't seen for a long time. And she said, I just want a really lovely glitzy shirt, her words were. So I said, well, we're going to go into River Island. She said, I can't go in there. I said, why not? She said, I'm too old to go in River Island. I said, no, no, no. A style doesn't have an age limit. And we're going to go in and I'm going to show you what they've got because I know they've got what you want in here. Sure but enough. I get the thought process, though, because there are certain shops that when you walk into them. So River Island, for me, there are the way that they set it out. There are certain parts of it that are very much for me. I'm not going into that zone. But I totally understand what you mean by pieces because my friend is obsessed with River Island and she never looks kind of too, too old or too young for her age. But there are people, and we all have seen them, that we look at and go, you're dressing a little bit too young for your age. So maybe that's kind of what she was trying to avoid. But I think you're completely right. You can always get something from a shop that works. 
Yeah, and she, this lady bought the most stunning pastel chiffon shirt, which had a gold thread running through it. Um, and it just looked honestly sensational. She said, oh, I'm going to wear that with my black trousers. And then as we carried on our shopping trip, I found her a beautiful soft sell trench coat. And I said to her, you should add this into that outfit. And she was like, really? And when we put it together in store, she was like, oh my God, this just looks stunning. So it's definitely, I would always say to anyone, don't rule out any shop, whether you think it's too young for you or too old for you. Because a lot of the high street retailers and the online retailers have got to the point of, they know exactly that they have had to expand their market. So they've had to adapt potentially, you know, for the younger generation or the, the middle of the age or the, the much, much older lady. Because you know what? Everybody wants to feel good, Denise. Everybody does, you know? And it is all about that, that feel factor. There was, in one of the retailers today, there was a beautiful cream boiler suit. Now, Honestly, wow. you would never, but you would never have known that this retailer would have had a cream boiler suit because I bet if I, you know, if I put a picture up, people would never know it was from there because they're not associated with something like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's about really making the most of the high street and the online, but it's time. Do you know what? If we can give ourselves permission and give ourselves time, it will definitely help moving forward. Yeah, and I spoke to you before because we, we hang around together in Clubhouse quite a lot and follow each other into different rooms together. And, and I've spoken to you loads of times about kind of needs, like me needing to overhaul my wardrobe. Like I'm really comf comfortable in my dress game, but everything else, like I've just, I've just turned into the grey jumper and jeans girl, which, you know, isn't really necessarily me although it's an aspect of me it's the dog walking me but it's not the the Denise that we know and love so it's, it's definitely something that I really need to kind of up my game I get the whole time thing I mean even when we jumped onto um this podcast we were both like ah from life and running a business and just being mums and partners and blah 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 blah, blah. so I get the whole time thing has yeah. what first of all what got you into this business <gasps> do you know what if someone asked me that the other week um so I've my my actual background is um HR and recruitment for a big big telecoms company but if I go right right the way back even when I was like 14 15 years old I used to work in like a local hairdressers and for me I'm really rural I've always lived very rural so it was the smallest hairdressers you know with the blue rinse brigade but I loved, A, I loved working there because I loved the people. I find people incredibly intriguing, you know, to sit and listen to them and find out about their life stories and their history. So, but what I used to do, I used to get six pound a morning. So for the whole morning and any tips afterwards, my mum or dad would then take me to the local high street and I would spend, say from two o'clock till five o'clock in the high street and I'd be looking at the clothes, how they're cut, what the colours are, what was on trend. So I've always loved clothes. And interestingly, where I lived, and I still live, there are two beautiful boutiques. And I used to love going in there because they carried brands such as Pinko and Save the Queen, and they were a little bit different. But they were really 
almost like you know that boutique that you long to go in you got that I'd, I'd walk in even as a 16 year old and they'd say hi Lisa how are you what are you looking for today and I'd spend hours in there looking at the clothes trying them on see how they fit so I think that passion of clothes has always been with me and then actually the passion for people has never left me because I went into HR and recruitment so I was still people orientated and then um I left and had twins when 17 years ago. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I, I did. And then I kind of, I didn't do much for, say, a couple of years. I had the twins. And then I started selling children's clothes through the home. And I did very well at that because that, that's just me. But then they bought out a ladies' wear range. And it was brilliant because I then went back out to all the mums of the children that I'd sold to and said, look what I've got. And do you know what ladies would say? What do you think? So I'd tell them what I thought and what they should buy and how they should put it together. But it was never qualified advice. So I said to my husband, I need you to lend me some money. I'm going to go and train. I'm going to go and train as an image consultant because that's all you could do when I started um, my business. And as things have gone on, I set the business up. I trained more with the London College of Style. And it's just then been a bit like a ball, you know, it's just kept rolling. So that's how I got into it. And I do you know, as you're saying that, I've never, ever thought about it this way. But as you know, I specialise in negotiating leases for salon owners. And I, I've been working since I was 12 years old. And my, every single penny of my money that I used to make when I worked in that paper shop, I used to go and get my hair done. Every yeah. time. And I've never thought about that until you said that. That was my thing. I loved getting my hair done. Just yeah. adored it. And, you and think that's so interesting. And now you're involved in that industry. And they say, don't they, always do what your passion is. Yeah. And you think you've gone into what you do because of the hair and I'm still doing the things because not only do I love fashion and clothes, I love making people feel good about themselves. So it, it's still people. It's, there's nothing worse. There's nothing better, sorry, that if you get someone who comes to you who's a little bit maybe you know, lost a bit of confidence or something like that, and I give them one piece of clothing or one accessory and they smile, then you know that, you know, you're making a difference. And I think that's what a lot of it's about. You think what you do, you make a difference. I make a difference. And we do it in industries that we both love. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever delved in the kind of um, vintage world? You seem to me like you would thrive in the vintage world. Do you know what? I, I actually haven't. And, and do you know, I like some of the vintage styling, I have to say. But the majority of my clients want a modern look. So yeah. I don't necessarily specialise in it, but there are certain brands that you can you can bring in and obviously, but I like vintage, but I've never specialised in that side of it because it is all my clients want to feel modern and fresh and they don't necessarily want to look trendy. They just want to look to the fact that people pass them in the street and thought, oh, you know, she looks nice or or whatever so but vintage I think is really intriguing because you could take vintage going back to like the Mary Quant oh. or the you know the Audrey Hepburn kind of classic simplistic you know beautiful look at Twiggy you know with the short pixie haircut and the lovely little shift dresses and actually take that they're in the stores now yes yeah. 
it's it kind of does a whole 360 doesn't it but yeah vintage is interesting but i don't specialize in it no no i can't see you specializing in it but i think i can see you surrounded Wearing by it, it. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. and even um getting people to see how that they can uh, meld pieces that are classic and vintage with modern i love seeing that i've got lots of friends who are really into the kind of vintage uh, trends and they'll wear something and then they'll go this tops from h&m and i'm like oh my god because yeah. it just goes so well but if you think about it now pearls are huge right as a necklace as an accessory as in detailing on a collar now pearls are really vintage you know they're really vintage you could have oh i could have like my shirt on now i could have a string of pearls it would look stunning. So you've bought in the vintage side and there's so many things. You know, you take um, a base metal such as pewter, it's really vintage, it's aged. So you could have pewter detailing on your jacket, you know, as your buttons, or you might have, um, look at lace. Lace is very vintage with its look. You can have lace inlays in your shoulders. You could have lace, um, a shirt, everything like that. Look at embroidery anglais. You know, it's vintage, it's out now. It's how people are twisting all of those older kind of styles to bring it in. And even, I don't know if you, you know, you did when you shop, but you might even look at something and think, God, that looks really old fashioned. And it's because the styling is quite vintagey from, from years and years ago. So it's, it's a really interesting one vintage because you can mix it quite easily without knowing you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, completely. So what's the future plans for your business? Where do you see it going? Or do you have plans for where it is going? Yeah, and I think, do you know what? I think lockdown made me look at things a little bit differently. So I still... So you weren't massively online before, were you? No. No, I, no, I wasn't online at all. Not wow. at all. So I had my face-to-face. -face. Um, we'd installed one fashion pod into one shopping center and we'd and I still did my radio work but when lockdown happened you're absolutely right I pivoted so I didn't pivot with the courses or the memberships like some stylists I pivoted with the online wardrobe and and now it's brilliant because people still use it as part of a wardrobe consultation or like the lady today she's uploaded what she's bought so we can still use it now um, but what's really interesting I can see I've always done corporate work with people like HSBC and Sainsbury's and things like that. But now I've been approached to install the fashion pods in different shopping centers. And I have to say, for me, I love doing that because you can be creative. It's, you know, getting out to a, a wider audience. So I can see that side of it opening up a little bit as well. Um, and I write a lot for some, some of the magazines. So in lockdown, I, I kind of secured a monthly style column with Pick Me Up magazine. And I like doing that as well. So I think it will carry on going the way it's going, but I've come out of lockdown with more arms than I went in with, interestingly. Um, and I think it's quite exciting to have done that, really. 
Yeah, I think it's amazing. And when you first said to me that you weren't online at all before lockdown, like it, it blew my mind because I can't imagine a world where you're not. But that's because I've been in this world for such a long time that I just, you know, it is ingrained in exactly what I'm doing with myself. So how has... How has lockdown affected your business? And I don't mean necessarily that you've gone online because obviously that's huge and different and and all of that. But lockdown has meant that there's been a closure of so many high street retail shops. So how has that affected the way that you do things now? Are you having to then shop more online because the the shops have actually closed or are you finding that you still got the kind of pounding the street business? I've definitely still got the pounding the street business because people want to go and see. So they want to go to the shops. They've missed. They've really, really missed the shops. So whether I'm shopping in Harvey Nichols or whether I'm shopping in Selfridges or Harrods or even Oxford Street, or even places like Westfield, because obviously that's not far from me. It's still about using the shops that are there. And I know that because I have different clients who like different things. So I might have one client who prefers Harvey Nicks, whereas I might have a client who prefers literally Westfield from a high street point of view. So yes, some of them are missing. And sadly, you know, even where I was today, there's a three or four shops that are no longer there. But what was there, I was still I was still able to create and curate but I think what's do you know what I think as well lockdown has done it's opened up the world of online to people that were never normally looking at online so all right they may have gone to the high street retailers online but there are some amazing small businesses online doing clothes doing accessories and it's been amazing for me to say to them look why don't you try I don't know, Lucy Dodwell, why don't you try All Well Awesome? Why don't you try this? Have you looked at Spirit and Grace? And they go, who are these people? Because they've always been there, but they just haven't been as prominent because the high street has been there as well. So I think lockdown has really allowed people to see the variety of both clothes and accessories and shoes and and everything like that. I think people actually now almost have more way more choice than they had a year ago a year and a half ago yeah I I, yeah I would agree with that and I love the thought of there being uh, an avenue that these smaller retailers can kind of be seen more Um, I think that there's a there's a magic to being small and mighty um, in the sense that you are exclusive and you know um, unique but for them to have some sort of platform to be able to see be seen as much as other retailers um somebody more clever out there hopefully they can they can make that happen because obviously you have a voice that you can get to a certain amount of people but i think there is something in what exactly what you've just said that there must be somewhere that these small retailers can get out to way more people all at the same time mm-hmm. So I, I, I always says I also am a massive believer in the high street. Do you know why? Because of a community. So you think of the older generation. You know, if I look at like my mum, who is 83 and other ladies that I know when I did all I used to do all the personal shopping in Fennec and we used to have a much, much older lady clientele. And do you know what? They used to just come in for a chat. Now, if you take away that high street, 
these people are reliant on those because they don't do online. They have no desire to go online. It's not part of their, their ear or, or anything. A high street is a community hub. It's a hub, you know, where the school kids meet before they go to school or the older people come just because they don't have any other company. And, you know, ladies meet their friends for coffee. Do you, it, it's a community. And I think it's... Yeah, I do a lot so of rooms. Important. Yeah, I do a lot of rooms on Clubhouse about the whole high street and you know save the high street regenerate the high street what's going to happen to the high street and they're so directionless because everyone's needs so different and you know um different types of people in different generations all need completely different things from the high street so i think i think we need to really concentrate on what is needed for different types of people in different types of situations because I agree there is a demographic in the country that absolutely requires that that kind of you know no like trust you know feel touch sense you know the actual environment around them and then there's other people who need it much much less so I think um I think we need to think very carefully about what it is we are regenerating and making sure it's for the right people for the right reasons yep agree and I don't think anyone's getting that right just yet so that's quite interesting um so if somebody wants your help wants styling or wants your pods you know where can they find you where where can you be seen now so the best place for me is my website, I have to say, because all my links are on there, probably, you know, like lots of other people. So it's just lisatalbert.co.uk. And there's info on there about the online wardrobe. There's a little video that I put up. Um, there's the fashion pod details. Yeah, it's all on there. If anybody wants to contact me, you know, please do so. But yeah, I've loved talking to you tonight like we don't talk enough as it is <laughs> and the thing is we could just talk and talk you that's the first yeah. time you've even picked up your glass of wine we've been so busy talking oh I've still drank quite a bit of it there I've done my arm <laughs> don't you worry about that so we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and I love the eight mile and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him He's skinny, is white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say bad things back to him. So, Lisa, what are the worst things about you? Oh, my goodness. That's a right one to leave, put me on. The worst things about me. Um, I'm a control freak. Absolutely. As am I. Yeah, I'm a control freak. Um, I like things done a certain way. Um, and so I find it easy to do it myself rather than ask yeah. anybody else um I, I I don't suffer fools gladly no nope. I find I'm, I'm really impatient so if I don't suffer fools gladly I do struggle with that a little bit um I don't know what else I talk a lot anyway but kind of everyone knows that um but they're probably my three if you asked my family they would say a you're a control freak b you don't suffer fools gladly but nor did my dad I have to say and, and I like things done my way. And sometimes I always think I'm right. And I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I kind of go, well, why don't you do it this way? And they go, but that's not the right way. No, it is the right way because that's the way I would do it. It doesn't mean to say that's the right way for them. So, um, so yeah, that's, you caught me right on the hop, but that is probably me to a T. I'd agree. 
and I'm and I'm all of them as well. And actually, <laughs> I think you're nicer on. than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite so thank- direct. I'm quite direct. Yeah. I can be a little bit, I can be a little bit abrupt. That's me as well. But that's why we get on, you see. We're probably like two peas in a pod. Do you know what I absolutely love? So all of my friends and family have always had to, well, not so much my family because I come from a long line of people like me, but my friends have always had to go, oh, before Denise says anything, just to let you know, she's really direct, but actually she's a really nice person, <laughs> but she's really direct. And I and I'm, I always go, okay, and then... Can I and they, people get used to it or they hate me and that's fine <laughs> but I was on Clubhouse the other day and somebody said oh just to let you know before Denise speaks she's really direct but she's really nice but, <laughs> but she's really direct and I was wetting myself I was like oh my god the first disclaimer on Clubhouse then I went into the next room and the same thing happened <laughs> well at least they know you I know I was oh well at least that, but at least everyone knows I'm always being me there you go you're not being anything else but you if you no. came on and, and flanneled around it they'd be like you all right <laughs> no anyway thank you so much Lisa for being on the podcast as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find surveyors.co.uk thank you so much for listening bye